0: There we are, Thames, 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 Thames (laughs) It's the Thames, we all know that Righteous Usually there'd be classical music somewhere in the background, of course Good morning, evening, and afternoon Welcome, friends, to the Year of the Sandwich the home of food conspiracies and gourmet conversation. Now, you know, there are many sandwiches in our world, as flat and hollow as it may be, almost like ciabatta. But it might range from the odd and sloppy, you know, the open face style, sort of looks like a gal after a long night of drinking, or you can even go to the tall, throat-clogging, triple-decker Dagwoods. You know, each culture, each country seems to take a different approach to the job of what is a sandwich with varying levels of success. Traditionally, sandwiches may have started off as simply a relationship of meat and sliced bread. Surely we all appreciate that. But at this late stage, it seems people will attempt arrangements of ingredients and assembly methods that are basically mental. Sometimes we find ourselves in debate concerning what may be allowed On what type of sandwich, or even what we prefer to consume. And so the question may arise is there a greater sandwich? Perhaps there's a classic original, or even just a best in show. I mean, what is the essence of true sandwich hood? Now, with all those considerations, is it even possible to declare a true pecking order? Well, It does seem today we will find some authority on the situation. In the upper crust of the sandwich ranks, on its own, what I imagine, plinth even, we have the BLT, the Bacon, Lettuce and Tomato Sandwich. Now it's actually number one in your hearts, and the UK, generally has been number two in the US. It is constantly graded at the top of the pops. There is a lot to look at with it, even though it seems like it should be a simple execution. But there are issues that must be understood. For example, if a BLT was number two in the States, until 2019, what exactly happened so mysteriously to drop it to number six? I mean, this is pre-COVID, so something else must be happening, right? Follow the money, my friends, follow the money. And I know a lot of you may not have even noticed that something so drastic had occurred in food politics. Maybe you were just a little distracted, but maybe that's because they didn't want you to notice. A little duggery, cloaks, daggers, butter knives. Because seriously, how could such a lovely concoction like a BLT lose ground on such silly mixtures like the basic bitch that is a ham, Sandy? I mean, it clearly makes no sense. And so today we have some big, big question to explore mates we have to digest these deep social issues and to do so i have a lovely guest that's right i promised you guests we finally got one it's a man who has only recently gained complete access to this level of our subterranean facility that is the year of the Sandwich headquarters otherwise known as yachts america it is a process of traversing hundreds of fathoms under our earth's toasty crust deep into the hot and melty cheese layer they call the mantle. And funny enough, the whole journey's by foot. So let me introduce the semi-pro food philosopher of the 47th quadrant, Stephen Waters. Thank you for joining me in these otherwise dangerous times. Thank you for having me. So Stephen, although we are here to examine the essence of what is a bacon, lettuce, and tomato, I have just three small questions, sort of like a troll bridge getting in. You've Mm -hmm. passed all the other checkpoints, blood type, political affiliations, we all know. But the last couple things that I don't want to dig out of your dossier are.
1: First, what is your favorite condiment? Favorite condiment? Easily a hot sauce. Hot sauce? Yes. It needs to go on everything. I think it matches everything too. It just brings out that nice little mmm that you want in any foods. You know, my friend, you are playing seems to the
0: Rafters because here we are staring. Just out of view in the background at some lovely handmade hot sauce, especially. Mm-hmm. We keep it warm down here in the mantle. My second question is, what would be then your most hated condiment? Oh, mayonnaise.
1: Mayonnaise? Yeah, I, I would rather walk out into the lava that's beyond the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate,
0: uh, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, question the third white or wheat 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 well then it seems that the sandwich we have brought today to examine indeed i've been lucky i've perfected it for Stephen because we have an example of a blt in front of us uh we've each had one and uh, actually there was a bit of decision making that had to go on many blts available folks we all know this however this came from one of my favorite purveyors a place that makes some of the trashiest pizza I've ever had. (laughs) However, their BLTs, very potable. Silver Moon Pizzeria, a Roslyn situation. Uh, But in speaking to the folks there, we had a long discussion, like we're about to have about BLTs. And I said, before I order this sandwich, this core social pillar, let me please ask you, how do you prefer your bacon, miss? And she said to me, looking me directly in the windows of my soul, Crispy with a little juicer. I said, I'll take two. On wheat. Strange enough with onions, and we'll get to that later. So, here we are, halfway through each of our sandwiches. And the first thing on me mind is actually a bit of reading. And Stephen, for our first thought of this question, it's really got my blood up. Because if you go to a website called SeriousEats.com. A section called the food lab right Mm kind of coming for our throats it seems here at the yacht's headquarters and I'm not going to give out this twat's name because I want him to live a long and horrid life but he proclaimed through a long format I will only sample briefly and you can see it right here Stephen that a BLT is a tomato sandwich seasoned with bacon so our first real question is what exactly
1: is the core of a BLT. Stephen, to you. I mean, it's right there in the title of the sandwich. We begin with bacon. That's the protein. That's the foundation of the sandwich. Without it, why have L or T? So you've worked in restaurants before, I
0: believe you mentioned. I have. Quite a few, yes. I have indeed. We have uh, had our knucks greasy at some points under mm-hmm. a tray. So let me ask you, Stephen. you're a patron at this restaurant, right? We mm-hmm. serve sandwiches, we assume. I walk up to your table as a server. Welcome, sir. What will you have today? I would love a BLT. Right on. So I go back and toss one together in the kitchen, and I arrive at your table. And there's an ingredient missing from your three-ingredient sandwich. Seems rather difficult, but it happens, we assume. Mm -hmm. Now let's say, Stephen, on a rage meter of one to six, I've forgotten your lettuce. You call back my attention. How much rage do you feel having the lettuce
1: absent? Very minimal. I would say roughly a two. I mean, the lettuce is important to the sandwich. It's what binds everything together. I mean, it's that little bit of crisp coolness that matches the, you know, hot crispness of the bacon. Could I possibly remedy this issue by just bringing you some lettuce?
0: Absolutely. You could just add it in, right? Mm -hmm. Even though we've missed a step, we really haven't missed the window of opportunity. Okay. Here I return another patronage. Welcome, sir. BLT again. And I come back and it's missing tomato.
1: How do you feel? It's still roughly a two. I mean, you know, on any other sandwich, I would probably leave out the tomato, as you say. Ah. Uh, it it does not add to the sandwich to me in many aspects, but a BLT, it does. It it's a little bit of extra uh sustenance. I feel alive. I feel hydrated when I eat a tomato. Mm-hmm. They are mostly water, it
0: seems. Mm-hmm. But, sir, can I bring you a tomato? Perhaps that would complete the order again, right? Oh, absolutely. Side dish, two slices. BLT's back in full swing. Now I bring you this third BLT, and I think we know where we're going. Mm -hmm. And so I've forgotten to put bacon on your BLT. Now, how would you say your rage meter
1: reads at that level? I mean, having worked in restaurants i would probably not be the most vocally upset but i would as soon as you left the table i'd turn to my friends and i'd be like okay i'm at a five there is nothing else on this sandwich worth eating it's just a weird salad with bread on it it's a weird salad with very large croutons you know i hadn't thought of it that way but that is it's
0: it's like a deconstructed remix Mm -hmm. of a shit salad Mm -hmm. no dressing (laughs) no flavor and so this serious eats twat in trying to say, now he, his case, I mean, he brings up history. He's really playing that tiny violin in his own heart. He didn't grow up loving BLTs, but I don't think it's in anybody's genetics. Uh, he didn't
1: taste it until his freshman year of college, which yeah. I would say is late to the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I think that was around the same time I had my first BLT. Really? Yeah. I, we were not a tomato family growing up. My father abhors them. Really? Uh, yep. Okay, so were you a bacon family at the very least? Oh, absolutely. Was it like a morning meat, or was it bacon on the sandies, bacon on the panties? Uh, bacon was a, an everyday meat. It was an all-day meat. Without bacon, there was no meal. So it was just non-tomato? Yes, exactly. I, and, you know, as children, people would not eat lettuce because that is what we've learned as a disgusting color for children
0: it's a putrid greenish and it's again much like tomatoes mostly water just like humans as well so he says of course now i would say i had mine maybe a hair younger early high school funny enough as i think about it you believe you'd be more of like a tot when you've had them right it's a common sandwich yeah, but it's simple. not a lot of kids i guess we are usually like in, here in america of course hot dogs rule for a lot of children yes chicken fingers even though they don't have any Um, things like that dominate it seems for Mm -hmm. children now tomatoes were part of my family although as a child I abhorred them Uh, the mucus as I like to call it the snot of that vined fruit ruins things and that really brings us so as we think I agree bacon is the core of this sandwich if you were to forget to dress the bacon and bring it to my table certainly I've served before I calmly threaten your life <laughs> to let you know that there's been a mistake it cannot be undone and if you bring me a plate of bacon then I must tip myself because I've done the only part of the sandwich that's worked mm-hmm. i put the
1: bacon on the bread and that's the most dangerous part as it is the hottest piece of that sandwich as we can all agree bacon is a dangerous meat between the grease, the splatter the potential for extra heat if it's too crunchy it'll cut your mouth it is a multi-tool of meats, And honestly, if you don't cook it
0: enough, trigonosis, right? A mm-hmm. classic pig worm that yes. nobody wants to eat at the bottom of that tequila. So, this man, it seems, uh, again, quite askew from what we would consider central thinking. Uh, he says that in the BLT universe, the prime directive is really tomato. And it, he calls it a tomato club. And this is interesting because... It ties in to a thought we had at the top of the show you see the bacon sandwich the BLT still dominates her majesty's lands and Albion's land is wrought with chaps who know what the hell they're doing eating their bacon constantly but somewhere in your America 2019 bacon lost from number two to number six and to me that's like mr. Jordan your basketball man going from number one to number six which just seems insane so i did take a moment to look at the list of other entries and i want to ask you there stephen
1: what possible sandwich do you think could have usurped our lovely blt i mean first and foremost i believe we've probably seen a rise in grilled cheese sandwiches Fuck this man is good friends i told you a food philosopher through and through The number one
0: current sandwich in the United States is a grilled cheese, so let's let him keep running. What do you think might also have gotten
1: in front of our friendly BLT? I could see a hamburger rising up in there. There's been a lot of um, artisan hamburgers on the rise, especially within restaurant industries. And I would say that is a good bid, but no, Ah. not
0: even in the top 10 from what I can see. Wow. Now, given this list is a 2020 list slightly before covid who knows after all the vaccinations how our taste buds have changed mutated we might actually like just tomato and lettuce one day mm-hmm. i'm not sure the disease that would cause that issue but hopefully it's called a veganism Fuck, you are correct uh so i'm going to give you a couple of things they put in between number one and number six and okay. see what order you think they may be in we have such th- basic sandwiches like turkey roast beef and ham what do you think is the top of those three
1: I'm going to go with turkey. It feels like the most accessible and the most palatable. Turkey is number three on our list. It is the top of those deli
0: sandwiches, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Roast beef and ham still left. What do you think takes the silver out of this small field? I'm
1: going to say ham.
0: Ham feels right. Strangely enough, now, ham is tough because it's pork, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And bacon generally is pork. Uh, it's, 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 because turkey bacon, <laughs> we don't consider that monstrosity food. Yes. Fake food and tiny food is not real food, <laughs> so somehow grilled cheese, as you mentioned, is number one. You nailed mm-hmm. that grilled chicken number two, and wow. I wonder now if really it's a matter of things just saying it's grilled
1: and people doing the whole like health shuffle. Oh, that could definitely be it. I mean that would be my presumption as to why the b l t dropped because bacon in general is not seen as a healthy a super food. a healthy superfood. It is certainly a superfood it is a food which is
0: absolutely super. And here's the interesting thing. On the Mayo Clinic's list of top 100 most nutritionally dense foods, which is very particular. Mm-hmm. In the top five, uncured pork fat. Ooh, wow. A lot of people out there just shuddered. <laughs> and so, to me, that means that through a matter of pure politics, they have painted our bacon into a corner. Mm-hmm swine is an intelligent animal and the meat's similarly delicious as it is intelligent based and so i think maybe that grilled i mean certainly kfc even grills the chicken is horrid mm-hmm. we all know that's not what it's for but because of all of these new age individuals anti-swine mm-hmm. that's what i assume it might be grilled cheese grilled chicken gc numbers one and two then you have your turkey mm-hmm Oh, Roasty Beef is number four, and ham number five, which is like pre-bacon, right? It's like a lesser form diet bacon is what I usually call it. Were they
1: specific about the kind of ham? Are we talking like... No, they
0: didn't say Black Forest. They didn't say, you know, Mm. anything specific, a peppered, honey, none of that. Ham sandwich, I'm assuming mustard's involved, but pretty much just ham, cheese, and fucking
1: bread. Oh, man. And unfortunately, I'm just imagining it as a cold sandwich right now. Absolutely. On white Yes. With nothing about it, just a desert of flavor. I feel like I'm back in elementary school. <laughs> I, know, I know the person who ate the sandwich every day. They're can, the outlier that made this list this list. <laughs> you can see the literal
0: teeth marks in the sandwich. It's mm-hmm. such an emulsion of just solids. So here's the weird thing, though. And there may be something under this we can extrapolate. Because numbers 5 through 8, in what is a cl- clean sweep of the runners-up, ham, then a BLT, then a club then a bacon sandwich to me that's just clean swine from four to eight it is ham at number five blt at number six a club sandwich mostly defined by three slices Mm. and bacon's inclusion yes is what makes it a club and then a bacon sandwich so then to me it's like what's a bacon sandwich is
1: that just bacon on bread is that just bacon on bread now i mean that's a that's Uh, Whoever came up with that, I need to meet them. Are they they the next guest? So here in America,
0: it isn't quite a thing, despite this list being American. In Albion's land, right, where I might have been from, we do just constantly a bacon sandwich, please. And we might add lettuce and tomato to give it a bit of nonsense, sort of like, you know, putting a garnish on a drink. Mm -hmm. But we all know that the drink is bacon and the garnish is just a wedge. So, I do believe that they are really saying that number 6, 7, and 8 are all just bacon. Yes. And for some reason, for all those little cunty individuals who can't commit, they go ham as a half-step because mm-hmm. somebody lied to them and told them it's nutritious. Yes. And it's strange because I was going to hope if it was COVID's fault, I guess right off, right? <laughs> Asterix on the plinth. Not quite the gold medal you wanted. We found that they were probably doping in the mm-hmm. back room to try to get ham above BLT. An insane list. So what really brings us to this is, as we're thinking, a proper BLT. We took a moment of pause, didn't we, as we were eating them, Mm Stephen? Why did we do such a thing?
1: Well, to check out the structure, of course. How are these laid out? What's the order of operations, right? Yes, and if we're talking top to bottom, bread, bacon on these particular sandwiches, Mm -hmm. onion, tomato, lettuce, and then another piece of bread. For without that, it would not be a sandwich. Now, we both agree that we prefer wheat. Little caramel coloring in our white bread always makes you feel
0: better. Mm -hmm. So, we may have made the same mistake as these grilled chicken people by usurping flavor with apparent health. Yes. But the sandwiches we did have, bacon is north. And I would think that is the correct position. Mm -hmm. Right under the bread is bacon. Tomato in the middle. Now, technically, I've added onions. We'll talk about that in a moment. and We'll get around. But if it goes... Bacon, tomato,
1: lettuce. What are your feelings? I feel good about that. I feel like the sandwich isn't going to get soggy. I mean, if you put the tomato on the bottom, the liquid, the mucus, if you will, from the tomato will soak into that bread and make the bread so much less palatable. Do you eat soggy bread? Do I look like a murderer?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also will refuse to eat soggy bread entire lengths of sandwich in the trash. I won't rip off and be the maniac who's eaten like an open face that should have been closed.
1: Hell no. You gotta come right with the bread. Yes. I have you ever had a sandwich that just like the entirety of it looks like it was dipped into a glass of water?
0: Now uh, given if if we're going with a hot roast beef, all jus included we're ready for it. Yes. So we're gonna eliminate that for anybody out there who's getting a little bit hot. Not all jus sandwiches not ones you know a dip is coming. Mm-hmm. But when I was a, just a wee I remember my father. And he had fought in a war too, so we know he wasn't right. <laughs> and there he is over what is a small, small range, in, now that I remember, with usual boiling pan. And he's making a soup. And I believe in soup. I think soup is real, and I think it's powerful, right? Yes. Down here in the mantle layer, it kind of feels rather soupy most of the time. It's very humid, mm-hmm. and very liquidy. And then at the very end, he takes what would be almost croutons, right? Older bread, which is still okay for now. And he just starts hucking full slices into the bloody soup. And I look at him, strangely. Father, what's this that you're doing? Obviously, I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) It's ruined. You've had like yesterday's everything. But I can understand you could put spinach in water and corn, some chicken. And it's still lovely. But this is not like French bread or like what you put in a French onion soup. This is just white bread. I will never, ever eat that shit. <laughs> Cannot imagine it Scar for life. And so I look down on those folks. Even if they were like, I'll eat that. Like, I won't even allow it. It's like getting a face tattoo. It's like, not on my time. <laughs> you get that in your own damn basement. It's so like, I'm your friend. You can't do this. We, we need to talk cat scan something's gotta be wrong because (laughs) who hurt you (laughs) what goes in the bread recipe it doesn't go afterwards it's Mm -hmm. just keep bread fresh for anyone out there who listened to the Subway Anon episode as we understood the cabal that they run to create this fake bread and fake meats here at Yacht's headquarters we are very particular about keeping our bread separate but equal at times yes it's just the way it has to be so that order I believe because tomato tomato, whatever you prefer to call it, ruins bread, and especially bread this week. This is Mm -hmm. just sandwich bread where you slice it. So we do know that there's a proper order, and the improper order, I believe, would be tomato against the bread in any way, shape, or form. Yes, absolutely. here's a question. I've gotten a BLT and let it sit for much too long before. Have you ever experienced where the tomato bleeds to the bacon
1: and reverts the bacon to an uncooked state? I did not realize tomato had de-aging properties to it, but this is fantastic knowledge. Uh, That has not happened to me before in my life. So I'll note,
0: as we've had these quarters of BLT sitting here, if you check the slice that is against the tomatoes and you look at the fat, Mm -hmm. you will see it has begun to re-rubber into what is, in my mouth at least, what feels like raw bacon. It is not the crispy, crunchity, lovely salty thing we're looking for it's like oh that that's given up Ah, flaccid (laughs) would be what I believe flaccid swine nobody's impressed and so there are times where I have wished and then had to regret where tomato I wish you weren't touching the bacon lettuce can do an okay job of protecting it but if tomato's against the bread it's inedible so there's a political division here Mm mm-hmm but we've helped ourselves out because, really, the third area of BLTs beyond the essence of them being really a core bacon sandwich, which makes
1: this list of top sandwiches in the U.S. a little strange. Yes, I mean, just even looking at that list, there's something specifically called a bacon sandwich on there. I we did not see a tomato lettuce sandwich. Again, a bastardized salad. So, just good. to come come back to our. Um, The idiot that posted that comment regarding a tomato sandwich, bacon is the literal meat of this sandwich. I feel like there is no sandwich where if meat is involved, it does
0: not make it a that sandwich with additions. Mm -hmm. If you had a grilled cheese, you add chicken to it. Now it's a chicken sandwich with grilled cheese. Yes. But it always goes on the protein first. Heck, mushroom sandwich. Something with beans, like a black bean sandwich, mm-hmm. you always identify the protein, it seems. Yes. Uh, even in a grilled cheese, why are you identifying cheese? Because there's a protein in it. It's not a bread sandwich with cheese as a savory ingredient. Whereas this chap, of course, tried to say it's like a tomato club.
1: And I don't believe that that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, just by the definition of what a club sandwich is, it cannot be. Unless you're throwing an extra piece of bread in there, in which case you're mostly just having bread. That's, that would be terrible. Three slices...
0: Oh, terrible. So, our third thought, because we know what a BLT is by deduction, and we understand there is an order. Now, I don't think it necessarily matters if bacon is number one or number three, as long as you have the tomato managed away from the bread. Mm -hmm. So, the third thing we must understand is when is a BLT no longer itself? And this brings up our, our versions of it. So, you said you worked in
1: restaurants. Yes. Did you ever make a BLT with other meats added to it? not with other meats there were certainly other protein sources okay uh for example there was at one restaurant i worked at there was what we called the blt c and e or the alphabet sandwich for people uh the c and the e were representative of cheese and egg blt common era yes Yes. you got bc ad yes (laughs) we we're living in the age of the blt now uh but the sandwich itself, though it was preluded with the BLT portion of it, you could order that without the bacon and it would still be another form of sandwich. It would be a, an egg sandwich with cheese, lettuce, and tomato. Classic breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, to add the bacon again, it's still now an egg sandwich with cheese, lettuce, tomato, with the addition of bacon. Because egg becomes the binding factor within that sandwich. That's what ties everything together. The cheese does not go on top of the bacon. It goes on top of the egg, which is what you t- where you typically put. That the is absolutely
0: cheese. true. You have a very good point. You would never put cheese on the bacon. No. You might put bacon on cheese in a burger situation. I understand. Yes, but you would never, on your best day, wedded, knighted, voted into office. Never would you put cheese I'm on top of bacon. I'm
1: concerned if we put cheese on top of bacon, we find out that cheese has de-aging properties as well, similar to tomatoes. will reverting it back into a state which is mm-hmm. absolutely inedible. So what we ate here
0: today is actually called a bolt because of the addition of onions. Now, that could be a B-L-T-O, a bloto. <laughs> but online they call it a bolt, and it's the way I prefer it. But they have made a mistake here, and it's this mistake this place always makes.
1: I warned you about it before we mm-hmm. actually chopped
0: down into it. And I'm still staring at what is pretty much a whole bloody onion on yes. my sandwich.
1: That's the flavor that's living inside of me right now.
0: <laughs> um, now I asked for onion on a dry sandwich where there's just bacon, lettuce, tomato, and that onion. And what they did is rather strategically put the onion just between the tomato and the bacon. Mm-hmm. I absolutely approve. It's some of the strategy I utilize because then the tomato cannot revert our bacon, into its euthanasia status. Yes. Instead, the bacon touches the onion, which adds a lovely flavor. The tomato is technically in the middle where it can't do any damage to any other foods because it's, it's more of a liability at that mm-hmm. point. And then the lettuce graciously there at the bottom, which I'd say could go bottom or top because if the, water, if the water moves down into the bread, it'll sog it. So if it's on top, it can move down just the tomato where it already really stays. So yes.
1: I don't mind it either way for it. But how do you take yours, sir, when you order a BLT? I'll typically just take it exactly as listed. Bacon, lettuce, tomato. I do like to go with the toasted rye, though. Toasted rye? Yeah, it's a very nice earthy flavor. It ties everything together. Always got to get the swirled rye, though. Marble. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of my personal favorites as well. I love playing with your food, and more colors and swirls always makes it mm-hmm. happy. Now, there are folks out there, Stephen, and I believe we would anticipate their response mayonnaise now i was absolutely enamored to hear that you are not a fan here at the sandwich headquarters although there is a mayonnaise division uh they are underfunded uh they generally are short-staffed um we do not treat them well second-class citizens here under the The, crust
1: layer are they? are there interns is that where you put them Indefinite interns uh, We tell them one
0: day you'll become a real condiment, but until then you're
1: in the mayonnaise division
0: friends, you'll never get to catch up work in the way you do, which just is... wait
1: for a new opening. It'll, it'll happen eventually. We'll get you up there. Don't worry, like the work you're doing now though. Now funny enough, I may
0: have been a candidate for liking mayonnaise because there have been um handful of situations when I was young, where it may have been sneaked in, I didn't quite notice, mm-hmm. and it was a lovely outcome. But as a we in. Again, in a separate situation, at a gentleman's house, a calm friend. And his mother, we were at an age where they don't let you in the kitchen. We were just trying to play WrestleMania on uh, a Super Nintendo system at the time. Classic. Uh, Royal Rumble was the way. And and it was great because I never knew how to throw people out of the ring. So he eventually always won. Mm -hmm. And his mother would prepare us the number one sandwich in America. Grilled bloody cheese after school as he was walking distance. I wait for my bus there. But at some point, the grilled cheese stopped serving me quite well. Mm -hmm. And I asked John, my friend at the time, exactly what's going on with this grilled cheese, mate. Did you have a falling out? Is John okay? He's fine. (laughs) He's fine now. Uh, But I'm sure it took years to recover because this woman included mayonnaise in her grilled cheese. What? (laughs) And uh, it's it's hard to understand because there's butter. It does a fine job of doing what it needs to in a grilled cheese. Ideally you could go with mayo instead of, of butter, but there's no need for both, right? They they mm-hmm. they fill the same void there in the same spot. And I just noticed something was squeezing out of the sandwich. And I don't mind if you use white cheese or yellow cheese. I'm not not really too concerned with the Aneto colouring. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this isn't cheese though. Like if it's melty cheese and I touch it, it should sort of like spring back a little bit, and this is like a sauce. What sauce is this, Jonathan? What have they done to your poor, poor year of the sandwich investigator in his young years? It's, oh, Mum puts mayonnaise on these. Bloody what? Fucking sandwich in the bin. So uh, that was as early as I can remember revolting against this category. I've never been enamored with
1: it. I just, I am trying to find out, I wanna know why that that's like your dark origin story you know I, I will forever remember and i lost that wrestlemania game too so bloody double points right there that that was your that is your equivalent of your parents being shot in the alleyway that was your bruce wayne i'm gonna be batman moment hot sauce belt no mayonnaise right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that seemed to be the way so um were you always
1: anti Maya or was there a situation where you may have also run into some trauma I I've had um a few run-ins with mayo in my life as a child it was Jeff. definitely just the concept of uh moist gelatinous white liquid question mark on my food that was rather upsetting um and I was a plain food eater as a child I've definitely branched out as I've grown up and learned food is more delicious than anyone could ever describe as a food philosopher I'd imagine that's just the path you're on yes I mean so many gates can be opened up by the right meal uh but uh, I've flirted with mayonnaise in my life. I've had a few tragic experiences uh, that I would never recommend to anyone. If anybody ever tells you to eat a whole jar of mayonnaise, just, like, leave. Get out of that room. That's not the spot for you. Revolution would be in my bloodstream yes. if anybody asked me that. Yes. And, you know, at the time, I was young. I was brazen. And I did it to see if I could. And I could. And I regret every second of it. Don't, Please, don't ever be like me. On a very early MTV show,
0: appropriately in the nineties, where they would do this sort of thing. I believe the band was called corn, another great food item. And um the gentleman was a big fan. I remember just of only a bit of the scene, he's backstage and the band says, You really love us. I, like, I love corn. It's in my shit, it's on my plate, it's lovely. <laughs> it's in my ears right now. And he goes, Okay, you like corn so much. Um, you wanna go on tour with us? Be just another guy in the back. He's like, That'd be amazing, you know, he's young enough to understand what's in front of him they say well we hear you hate mayonnaise he's like absolutely they say take 10 spoonfuls mate right on camera right here no prep you can come on tour with us and that man popped about six spoons in they still allowed him to go on tour obviously they they weren't worried about all 10 spoons going down but it was another time where i felt it's almost as bad as violence yes (laughs) It's like, this man is in a state I will never find myself.
1: There's something special about mayo where it's with you. It's not going to be gone for a long time. You're going to feel that mayo for days, weeks, months, years. Who's to say, really? It's like a tapeworm. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Bloody tapeworm. And I had once, through another friend, go to his house, chocolate cake in center platform, moist looking. I mean, like sitting there, it looks like it's like yes. dripping with moisture. And he cuts a slice and I have a bit oh man, this is lovely cake. How do they get it so moist? And his mother eventually comes home. Mom, how's the cake so moist so late in the day? <laughs> mayonnaise, son. They've poisoned it with <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> Might as well have made me a freaking tuna cake at that point. It's like, why would you put mayonnaise in? Like, I understand eggs go in cakes and mm-hmm. I understand oil may also go in cakes. They both may be present but there's no need to emulsify. Like, What are you saving? And especially if you go towards like the miracle whips and the things which already have a
1: seasoning profile, the smell. Yes, that's the one thing that truly never escapes you. Absolutely rotten smell. I would say mayo permeates. It exists no matter what smell is going on. You're like, I recognize that gelatinous egg smell that we are all experiencing right now. Though I will say this, aioli's? Different story. It's like an adult mayonnaise, I yes. feel, right? Yes. It, mayo is not the primary flavor. It's just a vehicle for which the flavors to be applied to whatever you're eating. Always aioli on the side. Yes. I think aioli
0: should always be <laughs> slightly in a ramekin somewhere on the table. Mm-hmm. But there are times was, uh, wasabi, I believe it was on a salmon recently that I had. Okay. Wasabi aioli. Yes. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's almost like, uh, like Italian dressing. You can see what's going on. You understand they probably did it themselves. Yes. And they don't really go buy aioli. You just kind of make it up. And in that same way, I mean, there's a lot of foods that in the package, like yellow mustard, just couldn't be less attractive. But if you're gonna go through it, grind up the seeds and mix in the vinegar and all the other things, put in a microwave, make you crack cocaine. I'll try it. You know, if it's homemade, we'll all give it a shot,
1: see how it feels in the vein. Yeah, we're not savages. We were raised to be polite. We will... If you put your heart into it, I'll Put it inside of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then the question is, as we identify BLTs and their uh, permutations, do you think it's proper to say it's a BLT-AS, a BLT-O, a BLT-EC, as you said? Or do you think you should try to make it, as we have on the internet, if I'm eating a bolt, it's with onions, a belt is with eggs, and the one which I feel like is technically not BLT anymore they call a blast bacon lettuce avocado shrimp tomato and I thought well if it's a -A b-l-t-a-s I'm sorry no shrimp and even if it's salmon it's just a great to meet Mm -hmm. it's going to then just be a shrimp or salmon sandwich with bacon lettuce and tomato on it which is generally like every sandwich in this area it seems so I would think that if it's really a BLT, it's gotta be a BLT, and you add afterwards. You can't disturb the word. I get a BLTO, not a bolt. If I yes. ask for a bolt, I doubt I get a sandwich.
1: You would get a lot of confusion as a, as a server. Would you accept somebody you know, ordering like I th- this? I, th- I think the only place you could order a bolt uh, and not cause offense is like Mount Olympus, and Zeus would be like, "I got you, got you twice." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. So here's the question, Stephen
0: moving forward in the world of BLTs, because they will at some point be elevated. What do you think can be done to improve the situation? Is there a high elevation? I understand we don't like mayonnaise, but I accept it as generally what people want in the sandwich. If you serve it with mayo, I might
1: not be upset at the table, but I definitely ask for no mayo. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like that, that is a person that I would see as my enemy after this day. <laughs> um, In terms of elevating a BLT, I mean, I don't think it's about what you add to it. I think it's about the quality of what is on it. So if you gave me a BLT, but used a very specific cut of like pork belly, I could still consider that bacon, especially if it's the right cut and cooked the right way. I mean, we've all seen uh, what has been referred to as dinosaur bacon, which is just giant slabs of bacon the way God intended, fresh off the back. (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> fresh off the belly um i also think using other forms of tomato uh, a sun-dried tomato for example might be a nice touch it's still a tomato in essence it's still going to fit the parameters of the sandwich pair that with your lettuce you have a nice earthy flavor you season sun-dried tomatoes season your tomatoes it's less about the condiments and more about the way you dress it you know what i mean so there's a, there's a place around here called Farm and Fisherman. Mm-hmm.
0: And they serve a BLT, which is a combination of a couple of elements we've discussed. It's a BLT by designation on the menu. And the only ingredients are indeed bacon, lettuce, and a tomato-based ingredient. But they make it a triple. So okay. it's, a, it's a BLT club, which we, of course, earlier said is crazy. Mm-hmm. But what they do is... Well, the bread is toasted and buttered, which is lovely. Wow, hours later, like six hours later, you still hear an audible crunch through the bread and the bacon. And to me, I'm thinking what's tomato been doing but ruining the sandwich for minutes as I wait to eat it. And it's literally like next day been crispy. I do not know how they do it, but they do a lovely job and they don't put tomatoes on, which I believe would make you interested. They use tomato or tomato jam.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. Is it like a sweet jam? Mm-hmm.
0: And it's ah. not like preserves or like a jam you would use on a on a toast. It does still have that core, like umami tomato mm-hmm. sort of savoriness. But it's directly applied to the bread, which means it sogs it immediately on the middle slice upper. But the funny thing is, it's still past that meniscus in the middle, past that little hemisphere. Is crispy on the other side of that piece of bread. It does not penetrate beyond like that an eighth of an inch. It's a very controlled situation. And so you never actually bite and feel like these socks are still wet. Back in the dry, I love. Instead, it's like, ooh, somehow it's just created enough gravy where like something tastes like tomato. And it's not just a
1: layer of sauce. It's like a piece of the bread. Yeah, they, they've perfected that construction. Because you get everything you're so going to want out of that. You're going to get nice, crunchy bread on the outsides. And as we talked about earlier today, uh, not danger bread, not knife bread, not multi tool bread that will leave your mouth in shambles. Dental bread. Dental seems. bread, yes. <laughs> A bristle. Uh, but you'll get bread that is firm, it holds the sandwich. And then you have another piece that will take whatever that sogginess might be. I think it's sourdough. Oh, that's, that's what they use there, too. Which usually, that's an excellent choice. I think that's why
0: it maintains the crisp, because you really have that dryness to it. Mm-hmm. And a little rind, not like ciabattas, where it's like cut mouth, but enough of a, a crust on there, where it's still, the edges hold, the sandwich doesn't just flop. They really know how to make a sandwich there. I believe that will be our next stop uh, when I, once I have you back, because I'm interested in your reaction to tomato. And really, for all the things we've discussed in BLTs, we've gone through almost every piece. Mm-hmm. But there's one... Last issue, still at hand. Because, honestly, BLTs are never over. We have many philosophical endeavors that will go over weeks and months to come. If God doesn't want Jews to eat bacon, what does that mean for Jewish culture and BLTs? We really have to understand these things. Does the intelligence of the animal make the meat more delicious? And as far as I'm concerned, uh, squid's awesome and so is swine. So, seems on the up and up so far. Haven't had enough crow, though, so I guess we'll have to figure that one out. They're rather brilliant. That's why you haven't had enough of them. Can't That's, catch them; they're wily. There's fast crows and there's dead crows, so they've included with us a side. Yes, I wouldn't say it's an impressive side, but the other BLT uh, that I mentioned from this uh, farm and fisherman place comes with what I believe is the true BLT side: French fries. Yes, and Absolutely. here we have tiny packs of crisps, right? Which you Americans call potato chips strangely gluten-free
1: that is that's really odd to get with a sandwich we're clearly not concerned about gluten <laughs> <laughs> right maybe like, this is a sign maybe they're telling us like hey slow down there <laughs> it might just be the wrapper that's gluten-free and not the chips oh.
0: right it's like made without uh, plastics or whatnot uh, you can find them on facebook this company hers but we got a small 80 calorie bag of crisps that you could probably fill your hand with however i believe french fries uh what we call chips of course in my country mm-hmm. could be uh is usually the attention what do you believe crisps or chips or i guess as you say fries or chips
1: i'm a fry guy all the way and i'm very specific about my fries i i don't do steak fries really i don't like shoestring okay. i like that nice classic in between cut a quarter uh, inch by quarter inch almost yes, uh, there's yes. a little bit of the mash in the middle mm-hmm. but you do have a crispy exterior exactly it, because you get that nice crunch, but you know it's going to retain heat and have some sustenance to it. I also very firmly believe in the concept of dredging fries prior to frying them. So you have a little bit of like a batter coating on the outside.
0: Oh, right. A little starch, right? hmm So that way it gives it a little bit more meat. So in the category of fries, two questions for you to start that come right mm-hmm. to mind. Does, and condiments may take too long, so we'll just assume a condiment goes on to fries. Mm-hmm. Let you imagine your favorite. It's obviously not mayonnaise in this house, no. but I know some of you Europeans from the continent really do take liberty. Uh, it's disgusting what you do with mayonnaise <laughs> and French fries. So assuming non-mayo
1: additives, do you pour it atop the fries or dip the fries into it? I'm a dipper. I, I believe you get the perfect amount on each one. If you need more, you can easily add it to the fry that you want to use. And fries, fries just like sandwiches, are meant to be eaten with your hands. A girl you may have interests in romantically sits
0: across from you at the table, much like our Gap currently. COVID friendly, but not too much. And you see her begin to apply condiment directly to her fries. How long does that
1: date last exactly? Uh, It lasts as long as it needs for me to eat that food. Uh, And unfortunately, I'm one of those people that as that's happening, I'll go, oh, that's that's an interesting choice right there. (laughs) <laughs> what's your vehicle of attack for these fries now you're clearly not touching them with your fingies as i like to call them are you fork and knife in your fries oh. a literal finger food a literal finger food i mean so much to the point all breads are finger foods
0: all mm-hmm. breads are finger foods if i see any of you bastards out there eating your pancakes with freaking utensils I swear. Is it that you you need to put a napkin on your sandwich to grab it? (laughs) Right? It's just bread. It's toasted. It may have some salt on it. Just pick it up with your bloody hands. And in my world, take that pancake. Dip it into the maple syrup as you can get as much as you like. Mm -hmm. And without ever having to pollute. Because just like with tomato on bread, just like with my preferred ketchup on to French fries. I do not want it to sog soggy yes. is the enemy so if i pre-apply it's a waste it's an absolute waste but the second question i have for you is
1: is a longer fry a better fry uh, aesthetically aesthetically yes like just the visual of that you're like that is that that was the tomato or the uh potato that led the pack it's that, a center cut right mm-hmm End to end, pole to pole, right through the mantle. But, but those are particularly hard to fry to the right amount of crispness. So I point. think if if we're talking pure visuals, if you want me to look at something and go like, that looks good, long fries, very nice. But a nice, let's say, a fry that's not even three inches long, maybe two and a half, reaching on three, very... Size of a middle finger, really. Yes, exactly. Because that's what you're doing to your cholesterol as you're eating it. But the
0: girth of a pinky yes okay okay so fries by fingers i think we're getting close we're mm-hmm. finally getting close to a standard here which is yes. really what we're, we're here to do yeah do the world
1: a favor by solving <laughs> their food conspiracies indeed you will know exactly how to order a blt and fries after this and if the restaurant brings it any other way you leave salt and pepper on the fries or just salt oh salt and pepper i like that little bit of bite that some ground black pepper gives you i'm a malt vinegar chap what about yourself um, uh, I'm indifferent. If I'm having fish and chips, absolutely, you've got to. It, it is it's part a of the classic way, really. Uh, but otherwise, a little bit of ketchup on the side—that's all I need. If I'm feeling dangerous, maybe some ranch. But that's that's you're a journeying very, into some dangerous territory, yeah, my friend. That's a very specific instance for me. I mean, uh, I know you're safe. You've passed all the
0: checks from the upper thirteen floors, so I know you're allowed to be down here. But you need to watch out how loudly you say ranch, Steven There are armed guards and they I listen know. to everything we do and that is one reason we have to be so underground as we know the bacon lobby aggressive litigious and uh rather ornery this time of year mm-hmm. after all this coviding so really we know now it is a bacon sandwich and we will have to do some digging into this other bacon sandwich seems only defined by bacon and bread which
1: can speak my language i'm i'm imagining that on a sub roll i don't know if you're doing the same Um, didn't even think of it on a sub but the amount of bacon
0: immediately increases yes I'll say that much so we know bacon is the core it is not a twatty tomato sandwich we also understand that bacon should be against bread and I dare say lettuce against bread and all of the things sandwiched in between order irrelevant if you need your avocado and your sammy or your shrimps whatever the case is just don't let that shit touch bread redefines the sandwich the meat that touches the bread might very well be the sandwich meat Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. Ideally, now, again, we're going to push burgers off to the side because they have a name, Hamburger. Don't yes. have to worry about sandwiching it, them.
1: It has nothing to do with the actual protein in there.
0: It's hamburger related obviously. Yeah,
1: that, that one's solely about the actual construct of the sandwich, if you will.
0: It's very true. And, of course, it will have its time down here at the headquarters. So, it's, as we finish off, we do realize that mayonnaise... Could be included. We won't argue with any of you out there who do like your pure whites, but here things are desert dry, and chips—dare I say French fries—over potato chips or crisps because uh, it's just real food for real people. Mm-hmm. What's the most you pay for a BLT? Ooh. When is it too much? Twenty dollars. Oh, absolutely too much. Fifteen.
1: Too much. One price. 10 pound I would do 10 Especially if we're talking The BLT that you've mentioned earlier With the jam I believe that one runs about 10 But with the fries I think Yeah Oh yeah Undeniable quality Yes If we're adding sides to that I will easily pay 13 to 15 for a sandwich I want to say it's probably 10.99 as well Okay that's not bad Seems right in there Yeah especially
0: if they're making that jam in house Oh Absolutely Absolutely And for us At least those listening We had two sandwiches on order Two small packages of potato. And just to make sure we understood their bacon approach, two sides of bacon, just to add on top, because, you know, it's the theme of the episode, my mm-hmm. friends. And altogether this was nineteen dollars and change. It's so dare I price. say, the sandwiches must have been seven, seven fifty, bacon, another fiver. So all in all, we didn't quite cross that ten dollar. I know I'd pay five. And a mm-hmm. place I used to actually order. Lovely BLT place. I would have went there had things been the same as they were years ago. But we all know things change. Yes. Songs get famous and then they get stolen. So this individual, actually, it's right across from a place we both know. The original steak and Hoagie. Yes. Is the place. Mm-hmm. For a little bit said under new management, right? And that's where the relationship went sour. $5.50. Mm-hmm. BLT thick cut bacon made on the spot. Like literally look like you made it at home. You're like, oh, this Ugh. thing is the truth. And I was uh selling motorcar parts at the time, right around the, the block. Had all the other chaps in the department kinda jump on my coattails. They mm-hmm. realized, really found a very selective sandwich and it happened to be a great execution. Onions added as well. Eventually our lunch order started to be one BLT, two BLTs. I'll take one home for the lady. I'll take one home for the mother. Take one for the sister. All of a sudden, seven BLTs is the order on a day, and then the next week the price goes up by a dollar fifty. <laughs> we realized that the amount of bacon we were actually getting was losing them physical money, because like six sandwiches was like an actual pack of bacon for them, mm-hmm. and we were getting it just about for what a pack of bacon actually costs. So they just had to upgrade it, and it was like, whoa! They changed the price. I was like, I kind of can't blame them, but the price was what made it sweet. Yes, <laughs> the price is what
1: made it sweet. That's that is capitalism defined right there. To buy, crush crush buy that, that factory. demand. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, they knew the demand was high. Uh
0: but I guess they weren't paying attention because they did raise the price in 2019, seemingly a non-data-driven decision because as we all know, BLTs went to the basement on a list of lovely mm-hmm. sandwiches for your palate. And that is what we have for you today. Stephen, I want to thank you for going through all the checkpoints. I know it's an arduous process and
1: Yes, I so it was worth it for this sandwich and this conversation. Nothing better than sandwich and you know, good talks. Good talks. As we say, gourmet conversation and food conspiracies is the show.
0: This was our first stab at BLTs, but as we said here at Year the Sandwich, we have many, many jobs to fulfil with food. And either the next one we may see some tomato jam come into play, or a friend of mine has an idea about a BLT with horseradish added to it and i said you know my father used that as a punishment when i was just a lad but you make it i will eat it that's my solemn swear mayonnaise is going to be a bit of a difficult (laughs) thing to commit to but if you make it at home you make your own bloody aioli or mayo whatever you want to call it i'll give it a tipple yes i'll see what can taste so until next time my friends remember keep bread fresh keep tomatoes away from your toast And uh, we'll be prepared next time with another lovely round. Steven, once again, thank you to my food philosopher that we've borrowed
1: for the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Where can they find you in case they want to see about you on the Internet? If you want to follow me on any form of social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Fancy Steve 73. Uh, In addition to that, I do some photography. You'll find that on my Instagram. In the future, I'll be working on a couple video and uh, podcast projects that will be linking to those Instagram and Twitter accounts.
0: Well, thank you for joining me. That was the show, and I hope you've all enjoyed it. As Stephen prepares for his long and perilous journey back to the surface, be sure to honor his memory and visit his social media. If you like things such as Man Witches, then you may find his meat to be rather attractive. So if you must, obey your thirst. Show him some love. And you can, of course, find more about us at Year of the Dot Sandwich. Until next time, I'll see you at the table. Thames. Nailed it.